you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. What an honor it is to have Pastor Antoy with us one more time. We're, we're wrapping up a, a couple show process and talking about music, talking about worship, talking about Pastor Antoy and the things he's learned as a pastor, as a communication major, as a new husband, a lot going on in Pastor Antoy's life and we're, we're honored to have him. And, uh, but before we do that, before we move into the word of the day, which is, which is worship, uh, some things I want to share with you. And it says, why uh, why is it that we say amen at the end of prayer instead of goodbye? Hmm. What are you thinking, brother? Why, why is that? Tradition. Ah, goodbye means God be with you, and amen means, okay, I heard you. Think on those things. Hmm. So God be with you. Remember, goodbye, they, they, what's, it's built in there, goodbye. So, folks, we know what we're talking to when we talk to you, folks. We talk to people who are wanting to learn more about God's Word, who are wanting to grow, who are, who are in many cases, you're, you're carrying hurt, you're carrying things you've been through in your life, and there's no one unscathed in this world. There's no one that goes without the hurt of this world. The devil shoots at every single one of us. The, uh, this life is hard. Uh, the great news, the other side isn't. And um, so much going on. I want to use a word today in uh, worship. When I think of worship, I, I think God uses this. I put this in my database and pulled this up a while ago. But the Bible describes worship, and I took these from some verses, and I'll share these verses with you in a second, as a way to express love, gratitude, and devotion to God uh, while serving him in an appropriate way. So we want to we want to express gratitude, right? We want to be devoted to God. We want to show him that, God, you matter more than anything else right now when we walk into this service, mm. that it's about you. We want to shut off our telephones. We, we want to set the worries of the world behind us. We want to take this pain that we're going through and stuff, and we want to say, God, this is a time we can put it on hold. Now, is that how you see worship? Absolutely. Worship is tied into God's glory. Glory. It's yeah. what makes him distinctly unique. It's what makes him God. And, and so, right. so when we're in worship, we're not distracted at all. We're not dozing off because we slept yeah. late the night before. We're excited to see God's glory and how he's going to change our lives. Well, and I think it's important, too, to have a robust music program where you can. You know, we're, we're a church that's above blessed with talented people, especially pianists. I, I can't remember how many pianists just get, get up there and rock the piano. And uh, Pastor Antoy among them. So when you listen to the new intro and outro, and uh, those of you who are listening from home in a podcast type of format, you'll hear the piano playing. That's Pastor Antoy. So he did that just a few days ago, uh, about a week ago, I think today. Yeah, that's and, right. Or, or Tuesday or something like that. So we're really glad to have that. Some of the verses, oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker in Psalm 95, uh, verse number six. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Mm -hmm. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit, in truth. So how does somebody prepare their hearts, prepare their lives, prepare their children, talk about these things? How does somebody get to that place where they're prepared to do this? 
you know, that's a question I ask myself often because <laughs> I, I feel like so often, even on platform ministry, yeah. when I've prepared my heart and I've had the right motives, that somewhere along the way it becomes all about me and how can I be seen on the stage? How can yeah. how can I make our choir sound really good? And it's not actually about worshiping God, exactly as you said, in spirit and in truth. I think the biggest thing is is to make sure you're a true worshiper to begin with. You can't manipulate your own worship. God has to change you by his spirit so that you can then, in your spirit, worship God. So, so first off, we need to examine and make sure we are true worshipers ourselves. But then once we know we are worshiping in truth, worshiping God the way that he says in his word. And so making sure that our hearts, you said preparing, we need to make sure that our hearts are pure before him. Yeah. God does not accept worship from a heart where our lips might praise him, right? He condemns the Pharisees that, that you, it, with your mouth you are praising me, but your heart is far from me. And so making sure that our heart is pure before God, we've confessed and repented before we even get to church. And especially if we've gotten in a fight with our wife or our kids in the yeah. car, making sure we, before we walk in, repent, seek forgiveness, and make sure that our hearts are clean. I think that's one of the most practical ways that I need to catch myself before I even get into the sanctuary is, Lord, forgive me for this and this and this and may my worship be acceptable to you. Yeah. And folks, that's so important. We used to do that. And, and you just, you provided a I think a good a good thing for me because years ago when the kids were home and, and and things of that nature, we would get to church and we would park in the parking lot and pray that God would use us, that he would allow us to smile at people, to love them, to worship him in honor and truth, that our hearts would be prepared, that things on our mind would leave us. And we don't do that. And folks, we should probably do that every day when we wake up. Now, usually... Um, even before I do this, I usually have my Bible time in this morning. I didn't do that. I had a couple things I had to take care of. And to be honest with you, I, I'm leaving here. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to hit planet fitness here in a little while. Then my life is going to go late tonight. I have work. I, so I work 10 to 12 hours a day. Sometimes they start at noon. Sometimes they start at eight in the morning or whatever the case may be. But, you know, I'm thinking brother, um, uh, something you said about being prepared on the platform and a warning that I want to give you folks. I, I can remember some years ago I was down in Florida and I was getting ready to get up and speak. And there was a crowd of about 35, 3,700 people. And, and I thought I was prayed up. I thought I was ready. And I went up there and I sat next to the pastor and, and I had my message ready and I was in uniform. Actually, it was some kind of military day or, or something to that effect. And, and I remember there sitting on the platform and the devil just went into attack mode on me. Like, you don't deserve to be there and stuff. And this lasted. And, you know, this lady saying a special uh, that seemed to last 35 minutes, you know. <laughs> and uh, she was singing Statue of Liberty. And it really, it's, it's a three, three and a half minute song. But I remember thinking to myself, I need to stop this. And there's a way to do that. And right now I need to go to the Lord and, and call on him to stop this outside stuff in the name of Jesus and, and give me what I need. And, and, and I'm glad you talked about that, preparing your hearts, praying, being in that right place. And you know, there's more to church than just the pastor's preparation. Mm. There's more to church than just the preparation of those workers and, and the musicians and things like that. It's, it's us, you know, we're part of the body of Christ yes. and, and, and we need to go into that place prepared. And, and, and so brother, you, you, you go to the seminary and are you knowing at this time that you're going to get a job at Morningside? I mean, what do you know at this point? You know, I had no idea that I was going to yeah. be a pastor in Greenville. I just never yeah. thought that was going to even be an option on the table, but you know, uh, just different things that Morningside worked themselves out where being faithful in the little things 
means that God will give you bigger things down the road. It doesn't always mean that, but so often, if you're faithful in little things and you're stewarding those resources and opportunities well, God will bless those things. And so for me, it looked like, as a college student, like I said, I attended Morningside and I just started playing piano for the college group and eventually I became a small group discussion leader and then from there, I started being a pianist in big church, if I could use that term. Yeah. And then I was starting to lead special music groups and then this opportunity with the choir opened up and then all of a sudden, you know, it was just those little steps of faithfulness all along the way and God blessed that. And yeah, during seminary, I had no idea I was going to be able to have that opportunity, but the Lord opened that door yeah. and that's all by his grace. And, and folks, you know, there's so many doors. There's so many doors, but we, again, we start with the little things where we're tuning into God. When we wake up in the morning, we're tuning into God. We're studying, you know, a call to the ministry is a call to preparation, uh, hmm. you know, and, and folks, you know, preparation looks like a lot of different things and that's great you know, um, and it's, it's schooling, it's prayer, it's preparing our hearts, it's marrying the right person, it's doing those things. We constantly say, I'd rather be single wanting to be married than married wanting to be single. We want to put everything in order. We want to have everything fall together. And that's part of our worship too. If we're miserable, uh, I mean, it's, I can't even imagine uh, going through a miserable, and I do not thankful for that. Been married for 40 years and, and thankfully I got saved. Debbie got saved nine months later. We've been serving God together, but, but folks, I'll tell you, contend, contend for the ability to worship. Don't miss church, you know, uh, go out of your way so that your jobs have a place where you can be worshiping. You can be in your place at church, contend for that. God uses it. He builds your heart with that. He prepares you for future ministry with that. He prepares you for future life with that. He prepares you for a parent. He prepares those of us who've been hurt and been through those things and have felt the terrible of terribles and have seen terrible things and know what it's like to have the devil come in and try to ruin our homes and lives. So preparation. And so uh, now, now you're there and, and now you're going through these things. So how do you help prepare other people? How, how does this person show up and, and get help? You know, it, it's, it's one of those things where they have to want help first, right? Yeah. That, 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 that's something when we come together as a body and you prompted it earlier, just with your comments is this idea that we all are participating yeah. And so I think it needs to start with an attitude of, yeah, private worship is totally something we should be doing too, where we're in our devotions, we're listening to preaching on the radio, we're listening to music of worship that encourages our hearts. But if that's where it stops, that's not enough because we were created for this church body. We yeah. need each other. And so it starts there with the mentality of, hey, I want to be helped. But then, yeah, it's just a matter of discipleship, right? Walking alongside of them saying, hey, here's your gifting, here are the talents that the Lord has blessed you, I think you'd really fit in well in this aspect of ministry. And so I'm going to try to develop them, I'm going to put them with mentors then who can just bless them in that way. And so, yeah, working together. Hey, folks, we'll be right back with you. Hang with us. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Isn't that a wonderful thing? So how's your singing voice, brother? Are you a, did you take any voice lessons or anything like that? I took voice lessons for one semester, but I do not consider myself a singer. I consider myself a pianist. 
Yeah, I consider myself none of the above. <laughs> and uh, I, I got to tell you, folks, sometimes I'm sitting at church, and I know you folks listening to me have felt this way before. I feel like I'm the only one sitting there who has no musical abilities. I mean, I just, I'm sitting there saying, whoa, everybody, you know, this little girl got up last night. She couldn't, she couldn't figure out how to come back around the piano, but man, there she is. <laughs> There she is, playing music about Jesus last night and making a difference and, and speaking into my heart and speaking into those things. So um, an example, uh, I, I guess, and, and talking about you in a, in a pastoral world there at church and, and different things like that, someone comes in, someone someone wants to uh, get better. You had mentioned something that's very important that, you know, we we work with a willing person. You know, we, we have a lot of programs available. We have stuff, you know, we say discipleship's not a program. It's part of getting to know God. I mean, it's the reason we exist. So uh, we exist so that people can come to know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior and that they can know him better so that those who are saved, that, that those who are evangelized at some point become an evangelist in some sense of the word. And uh, so how do we go about doing that? How do we do that at our church? How do we, how should we do that? You know, it's a real problem in churches because we are so programmatic. And the bigger yeah. the church, the more programmatic it is. Yeah. And so it's really easy to hide behind anonymity or the suit and tie or the dress or whatever it is. And so I think it is exactly what we said in an earlier episode, I believe, is this idea of breaking it into these small groups of accountability. Getting to know people life on life is where it starts. Once you get there, I think it's a matter of, hey, this is the program that we're going to be working to and starting on the foundations. That's what we're doing at Morningside right now is just making sure that we have the foundations of Christianity correctly. Yeah. And so that starts with salvation. That starts with assurance. That starts with, you know, just knowing the character of God. And, and so making sure that you have really robust discipleship material, I think is as important as the transparency and life on life discipleship that needs to accompany it. What does a new Christian do shows up? A lot of the people who are listening to us, uh, uh, recently been saved. They're they're coming into an environment, and I mean, the church looks uh, huge and scary and crazy. And what do they do to to make sure they're not left out somewhere? I, I think just having a very honest conversation with your pastor. Your pastor's your shepherd. Your pastor cares for you as one of his sheep. And so, just being able to say, "Hey, pastor, a lot of this church stuff." I don't understand. If you have a question about something, your pastor uses a big theological word you don't understand, you don't have to feel ashamed because you don't know those things yet, right? So going up to him and saying, hey, would you be willing to disciple me? I think a lot of times pastors are busy administrating and making hospital visits and counseling and all on top of that, trying to prepare for their sermon each Sunday, maybe three times a week. And so they are busy too. And so you actually coming up and saying, hey, I need help. I want to be discipled is a really helpful thing as a pastor so that I know, hey, this is someone that I need to direct more attention to, invest in, and disciple. Yeah, and, and one of the things we did in the Army, we had what we called ranger buddies. So I'd be responsible for you. You'd be responsible for me. If you didn't see me show up at the right time, if I looked a little bit off, you would check on me that day. And I, I think that's the idea behind what we're talking about, a one-on-one discipleship. Yes. And, and uh, you know, there was a schematic put on the board last night that Pastor Tom Stuhl had up there last night. We were just talking about, you know, uh, this guy discipled me. Now I have a responsibility to pay that forward and disciple someone else. And and it's this great, wonderful cycle. I mean, there's people at our church who I've met through the PTSD ministry. You know, I received a call, so-and-so's in town. They're, 
they're, and I, I never say who they are, but they're suicidal or they're this. Can you contact this guy? And, and now I sit, you know, four rows behind this guy at church and knowing that God allowed me to speak life into somebody and talk to them and have them sitting on my couch and, and, and to have a Starbucks coffee together and, and talk about how God was able to help me. I mean, in that, isn't that what it's all about? Just, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so have you, do you have someone now that you're kind of looking out for, helping out, pushing along? You know, I'm so blessed that I get to work with our discipleship pastor, but I also get to work in our college ministry. And in our college ministry, you have so many young people. And that was just me a few years ago, you know? And so I yeah. know the problems that they're facing. I have two ministry mentees. Uh, Morningside, we have guys preparing for full-time ministry. That's a wonderful yeah. opportunity our senior pastor has to disciple them. Yeah. Uh, and so I have two of those ministry mentee guys, and it's just a wonderful opportunity to exactly, like you said, grab breakfast with them at IHOP and just talk through life, dating, ministry troubles, just being able to help them plan the next few years of their life and obviously get to know God. And in, in dating, folks, it's tough. It's uh, it's tough things for young people, you know, making decisions, doing the right thing. Sometimes, you know, as men, um, if we if we ask a young lady out, and I've seen this especially uh, and, and those who are younger and, and these young ladies who are praying for somebody or something, we need to make sure we're asking the right person out because it's more than just saying, you know, will you meet me over here for a cup of coffee? I mean, we got to remember that this is a big deal. Yeah. And at the very least, we leave friends for the rest of our life. We, we, never, uh, we never go through this dating thing in a ungodly type of way. Mm. It's about we, we may have a cup of coffee and realize that this is a great gal and she can say, this is a great guy, but this isn't the rest of my life. That's right. So it, it's really important that we got to understand that God is entwined in the way we date and those things we go through. And, uh, and that's so important. That's so significant, right? Especially if that's a brother or sister in Christ. This is someone who is an image bearer of God, but not only that, this is someone that Christ shed his blood for. And so this is, this is not just someone that I use or abuse. This is someone that I, I lovingly care for and I want to treat as God's child. Yeah, and, and that's a really big deal right there. And that's someone else's child that's especially God's child. And and there's so much that happens. There can be so much hurt. There can be and and so we go on and we're discipling these people and, and so just kind of in that same vein, but going down to the individual or micro level, these people who are listening, who want to do a good job with their children, who some may have adult children at home. Some may, I mean, this never ends. Our job as a parent, our job to be discipling, our job to be Bible studying. Does that, what does it look like in phases of life, you think? Well, I don't have children, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, in my stage of life as a young couple, it starts with leading your family well. And that if, you, if you're not laying the groundwork now, you're probably not going to do it later. I experienced that in my own devotional life, thinking, oh, once I get to college, well, now I'm in college and life is even busier than before. And I'm yeah. dealing with the challenges in the moment. So, so for me right now, it means being in God's word with my wife. And I don't do it perfectly, but every night we try to be together. We're going through the study of Revelation right now. With a, with, a, with a good booklet, good questions. We pray together at the end of that time, always together. And so starting that, if there's any young couples or singles listening, I think just starting and cultivating those habits now so that when God bl does bless you with a wife or, or husband or blesses you with children, you've already laid that groundwork. You already have the spiritual disciplines that you can then show because you can't lead where you yourself are not going, right? And so if you're yeah. just trying to disciple others, but it's all shallow and you don't know God yourself, you can only get so far. 
Yeah, and and I guess maybe a way of putting that too is it's it's okay uh, to you know listen to sermons again or Sunday school again or something like that with your children. It's okay uh, to open up you know the basics of the faith. I think uh, uh, one of the easy small ones for a parent. I tell people all the time out there at West Coast Baptist College, uh, Paul Chapel's got a book out there finished. I thought it was a really yeah. good book. Yeah. I I think a book What's Next or basically his discipleship books. I think that's a great place for parents to be right just just open it up digging into those verses talking about it together and and folks the foundation you're building is eternal the foundation you're building will be the foundation not only for your children but your grandchildren and generations to come and it's so significant that we just do the things we're supposed to be doing that we do the next thing that we trust God that in the midst of the wiles of the devil and he's going to attack he's going to shoot at us he doesn't realize when we open up the all-powerful word of God start studying he leaves the room uh, there's no place for him to be there well it's been great having you brother we appreciate your time and uh, appreciate that you've taken some time to be over here with us today and talk to us and um, it's a pretty wonderful thing and anything you want to say on the, on the way out to these folks just thank you for having me yeah and uh, so folks listen we do love you and uh, please listen to every word every word that's said thank you may god bless you Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, Understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.